Hello and welcome to this very special edition of Brainwaves. Uh, tonight uh, we are going to be talking to the folks behind the Tabletop Mentorship Program. It's been on my radar for a little while and the, the program first came into being in 2019 and basically sets out to bring together experienced tabletop industry folk with those looking to improve their work in a mentor-mentee relationship. I've recently been part of this scheme since the start of the year, and I've had the pleasure of mentoring Adam Richards, uh, a writer of reviews on his own site, Punchboard Reviews. And rather than being joined by Jamie as usual, I'm joined by Adam tonight on the cast. How are you doing, Adam? Uh, yeah, good, thanks. Good to be here. It's not just us two, though, uh, fantastic as that podcast would be. We're also <laughs> joined by Mike Belsall and Grace Kendall, the head honchers of the programme. How are you doing, folks? I'm doing great. How about y'all? Not too bad. Uh, we had a slight time issue where I can't tell the difference between where Mike and Grace are and where we are, but everything is now okay. Uh, so, well, I guess the first question is really, sort of what made you want to start up the Tabletop Mentorship Program? Uh, yeah, so, yeah, back in 2019, like you said, we had started it. Uh, I had been looking at a Facebook feature that had come out about mentorship. Uh, and I had my own little sort of very little, I can't stress how little it was, design group on Facebook. And I was like, oh, offering mentorships could be uh, really fun. So I turned on the feature and it was terrible. Um, it didn't do anything that I thought it would do. <laughs> and um, Grace and I are both the type of people who, if we see something like that, um, we're like, well, you know, forget it. We'll just do it ourselves. So, so I signed up a free Google website. I, I spent a week uh, kind of designing the program, putting it together and then uh, put it up to the public to see if anyone would sign up. And, uh, and a bunch of people did, to my delight. Uh, so that was great. Uh, it was really good. But yeah, it, was just, it just started as kind of a way to connect people, because like, this industry is so built on networking and meeting people, and it can be so intimidating as an up-and-comer to feel like you're on the outside of the board game industry looking in, right? Yeah. When really there is like, you know, there's no hard line to it. Um, you just need someone to kind of invite you in, right, in some respects. So that was kind of the genesis of the whole program. Did you feel much like that, Adam, when you when you first set out to do reviewing, that you were sort of looking from the outside in? Because I know I did a little bit when I first started reviewing, like, however long ago it is now, quite some time ago. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's one of those things where you start off doing, I thought, I'm going to do this for myself. But then you start seeing other people doing it, and you think, these, you know, these people, and by and large, the people in the industry and, and the creation side of it certainly seem like nice people on the whole. And it was nice talking to them. And you do get a bit of what you see a lot of people talking about. You get that imposter syndrome where you think, you know, I'm, I'm not on these guys' levels. I shouldn't be talking to these people. Who am I? Sort of thing. So, yeah, it seems like it can be very hard to to break into what you see as an, an inner circle. Yeah. When in reality, that inner circle probably doesn't exist, but it's just the perception you have of it when you're coming at it from the outside. Yeah, I, I mean, I still have that, like, however many years in is reviewing and, like, approaching people. I'm talking to, especially when people give me games, it still confuses me. It's just <laughs> just, just one of those things that will never stop confusing me. Oh, people have sent me games to review and they actually trust me with their product, in a way. Yeah. It's always nice. How, how many people did you have in that first year, Mike? Uh, I think we had 37 matches so 37 mentorships which is a, you know a great number well beyond what i thought uh people would sign up for so it was a great success from the start in my mind <laughs> well i mean that's great i mean what what's that grown to in the last intake yeah the last session we had 148 mentorships 
Wow. <laughs> some growth. That's some growth. That's pretty significant growth there. We're, we're expecting to like crest 200 for the next session. Yeah, that's fine. And you're recruiting for that right now. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. So is it, what sort of mentorships does the scheme offer? What, what sort of, is it across all sorts of aspects of tabletop? Yeah, so it's it's across the disciplines, just depends on what people bring to the table. Sometimes we're very surprised by what people apply as a mentor or as a mentee looking for or offering, and we try really hard to connect those people. I think two mentorship sessions ago, we had um, some translators doing localization work. Uh, so that was a really exciting, surprising pair. But yeah, across the disciplines, we primarily get board game designers because that's our background, but we also mm-hmm. have a small but growing uh, tabletop RPG community um, that we're we're trying to learn and connect with, and that's wonderful. And then reviewers like your fine selves and uh, content creators kind of across the disciplines. As people get more into streaming, we're finding a lot more people looking for video assistance and community building, social media marketing, that sort of thing. Uh, and a lot of a lot of people looking to publish as well, whether it's kickstarting or starting their own publishing company. So a real wide variety. We've had some distributors. Yeah, I was going to mention the distributors. Yeah, that, that, that was a fun pair wow. to, to match up. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Yes, yeah, so we helped someone, uh, uh, or we paired someone up with someone who helped them start a distributing warehouse warehouse in the UK, actually. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, it's really interesting uh, stuff. So yeah, really across, you know, starting from like, you know, you know, just the solo person who just wants to get their first game going to like, you know, the person who's like, oh, I want to actually distribute all the games, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. uh, it's really runs the gamut of the industry. Yeah, art and illustration too, graphic design. Yeah, so yeah, much. yeah, all of it, yeah. <laughs> so the is probably the most unusual pairing you've had. I, I would have expected a distributor pairing at all. Is there anything yeah, more unusual than that you've had? Um, I think the translator one was unusual only because we had one person sign up to be a translating mentor from uh, you know a Japanese uh, translator, and right, yeah. we had one person sign up to be a translating Jap- uh, mentee uh, who also wanted to do Japanese. So the odds of just translators <laughs> signing up on both sides, then the double odds of them both wanting to do <laughs> Japanese is incredible. <laughs> so yeah. that was really really uh, surprising when that when that <laughs> happened. But we were so glad and excited uh, to pair them up. You know that. Yeah. A couple stories like that where people are like, "Oh, I'd love a, a mentor who speaks Greek, but you probably don't have that." And then we have, yeah, yeah exactly. So, yeah, but you never know. You never know. But yeah, I mean, it was quite nice for Adam and I because, like, we're both in the UK, we're both writers, uh, but Adam writes about much, much different stuff to me. So it's been it's been a bit of an eye opener for me as well because I I can like read about games I'll probably never play, but he writes very well about them. Because they're, they're just not my kind of thing, really. Good to, it was good to get that link up. I know, I know I applied for a few others that were sort of American, uh, American side, and that would have been a little bit more of a strain because obviously have to be like doing things late at night like we are tonight, today. Mm-hmm. I'd, seen, I'd seen it advertised on Twitter a couple of times, and I think I jumped on it on like, the last day, and I thought, I'll, ne- I'll never hear anything from that again. That seems like <laughs> something big or, or different or whatever it was. So to, to yeah. hear back, you know, was surprising but really appreciated yeah i've been sort of like i had my own the program for a while because i thought i thought it was great initiative and just the last certainly over like 2020 is like i was i'm in the bicycle industry in my in my day job and it just went nuts so i was just wiped constantly uh so i basically ignored it for last year because it was just too too exhausted to actually do anything with it but it's calmed down a little bit this year so i actually took the plunge and yeah it was it was really nice to be linked up with adam and actually like 
I think I think it's the, I think it's nice for mentors as well as mentees because it's it's an interesting thing where you try to explain the thing you do to someone kind of solidifies it in your brain a little bit like the sort of lessons I've taught myself like actually articulating those is actually quite an interesting experience like trying to like put them into words that make sense and are not just the gobbledygook in my brain it's it's an interesting experience it's an experience and hopefully it hopefully hasn't been too crazy for Adam as I try and explain what I mean by things no no not at all I mean it's I had no idea what to expect um, at the outset and it's one of those things where, especially when it's something that's so personal as creating something mm. or writing something, um, and I imagine it's very easy to to come into it with a with a mindset. This is my baby. I'm going to protect it. Don't you dare say anything bad about it. Yeah. By doing that, you're completely defeating the purpose of signing up for it in the first place, which is for somebody to look at it with an objective eye and say it's okay. But I think you know lessons learned these are the things you should be concentrating on this is what makes it a better thing and these yeah. are the, the best bits that you do and these are the bits that you can forget about when, when you sign up as a mentee one thing you have to remember is that you know we don't have like a, a roster of mentors for people everyone signs up at the same time so mentees and mentors sign up for the session at the same time uh and so when you sign up as a mentee you're if you're paired with someone it's going to be a person who's intentionally there do you know what I mean? So they mm. want to help you, uh, you know, and, and and hopefully that takes a little bit of sort of the pressure off of like, uh, I have to be great at this or, you know, I mean, what does that even mean? I have to be great at a mentorship, but like, you know, yeah. I, I have to, uh, you be know, impressive. Yeah, be impressive in some kind of a way when it, these people who are signing up to be mentors on the whole are kind of a certain type of person who's very, you know, generous, uh, who, who liked, saw the initiative, liked it. Uh, and thought they had something to offer uh, and really wanted to give back. I mean, nobody's paid for this, right? It, it's all volunteer time. So, mm. you know, just realize that that's the person who's trying to help you, right? Is someone who's actually invested. So the the sort of other side of the mentorship program, um, well, there's a couple of other sides of mentorship, but the first one I want to talk about is you have sort of the Discord, um, which admittedly I have not engaged with a massive amount during the time of the program, but you have a bunch of speakers that come along as well and i was just wondering like you've had a lot of great speakers including a guy i incredibly respect dan thorough who's a massively great review writer just fantastic i still haven't actually watched his thing but adam has and said it's great i really need to get around to it but i was just wondering if there's anybody like you haven't had on the program yet that you'd really like to get along to give talks if you got sort of a dream list of people you'd like to get get along Oh, that's a good question. Uh, we're putting together the next speaker series now, so uh, some of those people are are coming up, uh, <laughs> uh, which is pretty cool. Which, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, we'd love to have Elizabeth Hargrave uh, come give a talk and, and you know uh, do a little Q and A. That'd be amazing. You know, we always have kind of people in the back of our minds, but we we craft the speaker series sort of intentionally, so. Uh, you know, I mean, there's tons of, of uh, board game people to choose from. That's for sure. Really great people we want to work with. Having that focus narrows it down to just those few. So uh, eventually, we'll, we'll we're gonna figure out a way to get Elizabeth in there because uh, that would <laughs> yeah. be really yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I really enjoyed them. Really got a lot out. The um, the, I mean, the time difference meant I couldn't watch many of them live, but I watched the recordings and the recordings from the previous intakes that you've had. And it was really good watching the ones that were focused to, to on the thing that I was there for. So uh, watching uh, Eric Yurko and Dan Throw, as um, Ian was saying then, but like 
I went on there and then watched other ones as well that weren't, you know, they were more adjacent, if you like. So I was watching uh, Matt Leacock's thing. And it's, even if it's not directly what you're there for, there's still loads to be drawn from just hearing those people, you know, who generally are at the top of their top of their class in whatever field they're in, um, giving insight on their side. It just helps you get another another viewpoint, another way of looking at what you're doing as well. So it's really good. I watched who else? I watched, I watched Danny's one as well, which you guys introed, I think, didn't you? His, um, which was great. Yeah, I need to get around to that one as well. There's a few of them I need to actually sit down and watch. I'm actually, I'll holiday next week, so I actually might get a chance. <laughs> nice. Yeah, Danny yeah. Was, was someone that was on our list of, of gets, and uh, we, we really so wanted excited. to work with. Yeah, we were really excited. That was a great one, too. Yeah, on social media. Oh, the presentation was great. And, and Adam, I love what you said about, you know, even though they weren't directly related to your creative field of choice, they are adjacent. And watching them helped in some way, because I think something that we're always, like, sort of, pushing back against sometimes is when people say like, oh, there wasn't a lot here for, you know, game designers or wasn't a lot here for mm. my field. It's like, yeah, that, you know, that's, that's accurate, you know, because we are trying to be multidisciplinary. So we try to spread it across, you know, and we're building up this library of videos that people can refer back to. But, uh, but I think if, you're, if your desire is to like work in this industry, it's important to know about the parts of it, not just yours, right? Uh, if you're a designer, the more you know about art and distribution and, and product design, the better designer you'll be, you know, uh, mm. and, and social media and all that other stuff. It all ties in. Um, so, no, I, I appreciate you saying that and that perspective on it. And in the same vein, I would say that um, it, I reckon designers would get a huge amount of watching um, Dan's talk as well, the one we were talking about, because that was really interesting because that was him. That was a reviewer talking to <laughs> game designers. And basically saying, I don't think you know what you're talking about a lot of the time. And the, like, <laughs> the, the silences in the room when he was asking them, you know, what's the difference between a theme and a setting? And people just not un unable to reply. I think, yeah, it's, it's high opens, um, a lot of it. Yeah, I really, I really need to get around to it. I've got a lot of respect for Dan and his writing. He's just fantastic. Uh, he's like one of my sort of write, like, review heroes, just an absolutely amazing <laughs> writer. Fantastic. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The, the, so the sort of third tier of your program is the sort of micro grants. Can you talk sort of through how that works and like how that's been going over since you started the program? Yeah, we started our micro grants program last summer. So we're coming up on a year. Every month we give three $100 grants to underrepresented creators in the tabletop community. So again, multidisciplinary. It's a short application of three questions that just helps our review boards learn more about what projects people are working on, why they're excited about it, and how $100 would make an impact towards that project. And we've sent funds around the world for all sorts of really amazing projects. It's been really exciting to see what an impact even a small amount of money can do. And in a lot of countries, $100, US which is what we send out, goes a lot farther than it does here in the US. So it's mm -hmm. really nice to be able to have a, a larger reach because sometimes our impact is really local and it's nice to be able to connect with people all over. How'd you go about uh, raising the money for those grants? Uh, we started with a crowdfunding campaign through Indiegogo and that funded the first chunk of micro grants. And then from there, we've had some private donations that have kept rolling in, which have meant we haven't had to stop and fundraise specifically for it again, which has been remarkable. Great. We work with a different review board every month so that, that we don't have our own personal bias checking in on what games or projects are selected. 
uh, and some of them have been really generous, not only with their time to volunteer and review applications, but to donate additionally as well. Cool. That sounds great. Yeah. So yeah, the program's been running for a couple of years now, and you, you sort of run two or three of these a year, is it? Three mentorship sessions a year with about a, a week between uh, them, and then in the winter we have like a, a longer month-long break to retool and, and figure out, you know. With the uh, exception of this year, where we'll be taking off the end of the year to uh, focus on registering as a nonprofit, setting up a board and doing a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff so that we can come right, back yeah. in 2022 stronger and, and more in support of these multiple disciplines. Again, when we're just coming from our uh, U.S. board game design background, we really want to be working with the kind of people who are in the program. Yeah, so you're sort of setting up as a, as a sort of field charity kind of thing, are you, or a non-profit organization? Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. Reorganizing, seeing how, you know, because it's changed over the years, right? I mean, I started as we as just the mentorship side of it. And then with Grace on board, we've we've really expanded to a lot of areas like you're talking about, you know, the speaker series, the micro grants, and we're we're dipping our toes this year into sort of like um, conventions a little bit, trying to figure out how to have a presence at that that makes sense. Um, yep. So yeah, we just want to keep getting sort of better at supporting this community. It's hard to do that when you only have a week to reset between <laughs> sessions. So yeah, I can imagine. A couple of months to really evaluate everything um, means that things don't get left behind, or not as many things anyway. Yeah, sort of take a step back, sort of reassess, look at what's happening, and and then go in again. What do you imagine that looking like attending conventions? That's a great question. We're still trying to figure that out. We have a lot of dreams. It kind yeah. of depends on what level of involvement we have on a small scale level. I really look forward to attending, attending events and having a table yeah. where we could potentially um, sell games of mentees or people in the program oh, yeah. who can afford to have their own booth, things like that. I'd love to be able to provide like care kits to help people survive an intense con situation. Yeah, um, sure. Depending on how much space we have, you could sign up for a half an hour chat with an industry expert and just come to like the back of the booth have a little one-on-one -on -one where again you get to meet someone so those are kind of the small scale dreams we've also dreamed on larger uh, levels of teaming up with other organizations that run events or eventually putting something of our own together that's very um creator specific cool that sounds great you sort of send out exit interviews after each session and i haven't done mine yet i admit for the last <laughs> one uh, i will get i will get around to it uh, <laughs> So you've also had a lot of feedback from the sort of hundreds of people you've helped over the last few a couple of years. What have you sort of changed? What's changed since you first set up, and like sort of what from how you imagined it was going to be to now? What sort of changed over that period of time? Oh my gosh, so everything! <laughs> really, honestly, anything that's changed is because of the exit surveys. We when we started, you know, we were matching thirty-seven people, or you know, we had thirty-seven matches, and we did them all by hand. We like we wrote everyone's information by shorthand on like a little like post-it basically, and would you know lay them out on the table and then try to figure out this giant puzzle of who fits with where. And uh, the big change that helped with that is uh, we now allow mentors to kind of help influence that decision, so they'll get a chance to look at the mentee applicants uh, and and pick up a few who that they would be uh, interested in helping. You know. Yeah. Uh, because while our application is thorough, it doesn't capture the complete picture. So having the person who's directly, you know, helping that person be responsible for choosing that person was a huge help. One thing we try, we try to track is, like, the strength of a mentorship, you know. Uh, and since we have done that, they've been, been much stronger. We've been getting exit surveys that have been so, so much stronger. People are so much more happier on the whole uh, with, their, with their partner because, because of that. 
Yeah, great. Yeah, I mean, Adam and I have had a great relationship over the course of the over the course of the mentorship. I think, and Adam, anyway. Yeah, I'd, <laughs> I'd agree. Yeah, it's, um, you're on the podcast. You have to agree. Yeah, you're on my podcast. You better say yes. That's <laughs> right. It's got my PayPal address. Yeah. We've added a lot of community elements as well. That's feedback we consistently get is people wanting to meet other people in the program. Yeah, been slow but determined to implement more programs that help that. So we've added roundtable discussions and socials through the Discord and other ways for people to meet each other. And we've partnered with some groups for the next session to really add some like playtesting events and game days so that people have more opportunities to meet each other. So it's not like you're just meeting your mentor. And for some people, like, you know, not every mentorship works out. Not everyone is a, a great fit or is able to do it for life yeah. circumstances reasons. So keeping additional options for people um, are really beneficial. So they have other places to reach out to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I haven't used the main Discord much, but Adam and I've been using my Discord to to sort of chat and like sort of organize things. That's been very useful, and we're certainly planning to sort of keep sort of collaborating after the well. Now the mentorship program has ended. Still, I think that's a I think that's the case anyway, Adam. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's um, you realize how well, from, from my point of view, from you know, from writing, how how useful it is to have someone to bounce your ideas off and. They leave me times where I was creating a preview and about to paste the link in. I thought, I'm just going to read it one more time before I do that because I can, I've done it enough times now that I can probably second guess some of the things <laughs> he's going to pick up. And um, <laughs> that's good, that, that sort of self-inspection then and yeah. being able to... Um, and that's, that's something that's, you know, which before I wasn't doing, which now I do. Um, so it's something I've learned, something I can take away at, at the end of this, it's not like you draw a line in the sand. That's the end of it, and no, absolutely, you, you carry on. You, there's things you take with you and build on. Yeah, no, totally. And you, you've like, like helped me out with some of the website optimization stuff as well, because that's yeah, sort of your area of sort of job expertise as well. So yeah, that's been really useful to me. And it, and it's just, like I said earlier, it's just useful to articulate sort of like writing advice. It, help, it helps me write better as well because it sort of solidifies it in my mind. Yeah. Uh, See, so you've talked a little bit, um, Grace and Mike, about sort of your ambitions for the program going forward, sort of like conventions and things like that. Is there anything else you're sort of hoping for the program in sort of the next sort of two, three years? That is a huge timeline. <laughs> <laughs> in two, three years, we have a full team of people running different aspects of the program. I think I would love to see. We recently started talking about having a different team responsible for each mentorship session. And again, that's just like really early idea brainstorming phase. but kind of ways to pull ourselves back to an administrative level and have more people running things who are really connected to these disciplines. Because right now, like we, we have artists and illustrators in the program, we have RPG folk in the, in the program, but we're not able to support them as well as we could. And I'd love to see like segments of the mentorship that run for each of those so that reviewers have their own community and they're all connected and they don't feel lost in all the other programming because sometimes... Hmm. Because we offer so much, it's easy to just miss things that are going on or miss things that would be perfect for you. And if you don't know that Dan is doing a Q&A or it's in the wrong time zone, most of the people who are doing that work, then we're just missing people that we'd love to be connecting with. And as the program gets larger, which it seems to ceaselessly do, which is wonderful, <laughs> I'd love to be able to support that in more ways. Yeah, one yeah. of the things I, I sort of regretted not doing was like go, sign up to like lead around table or something because I realized at, at the end I realized there wasn't a lot in the way of sort of reviewers or critics sort of round tables and it'd been interesting to to do something like that. Just didn't quite have the time, unfortunately. But yeah, no, I can understand wanting to sort of 
split up a little bit more so everyone feels like they've got their own bit of 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 the of the program. By the time you're listening to this cast, folks, uh, the signups for the current tabletop management program will have actually finished. But the the tabletop management program will be back in 2022 because this is the last sign up round for this year. Is that right? That yep. is correct. Yep. We, the yep. micro grants will stay open. Um, we do those sure. every month, and the speaker series, those videos may continue. We're not sure yet. I had um, one quick question for, for Mike Grace, if that was all right. I was just curious because you were talking about the growth and things like that. Are you finding you're getting much growth from um, non-US places as well? Yes. So I know, I know that you know Ian and I are obviously from the UK. Um, I just didn't know if you were seeing sort of uh, you know the pie chart sort of opening up a bit now, and not just as, as US. That's understandably US centric, given where you are and where the majority of the reviewing seems to happen and the, the creation. But I'm just curious to know what's happening with that. Yeah. Amazingly, um, we've been keeping an eye on applications. They've come in. We've only got, I think, 110 or so right now. But only about 50% of them are from the U.S. The other half are from wow. around the world. Um, so not concentrated in one area. It's not like most of the rest are in the U.K., but spread across Asia, Africa, the U.K., you know, uh, Europe in general, just kind of all around. It's fun to look at the list of languages that people speak. And it's like, oh, I hope that we all find each other. <laughs> yeah, great question. Uh, so where can people go to like read about the Tabletop Mentorship Program and find yourselves on social media and um, basically sort of tell us where they can find you online? Yeah, our website is tabletopmentorship.org. That's where you can find all of our different programs and creator resources. So if you're listening to this and think mentorship sounds cool, but ours isn't open right now, there is actually a list of other mentorship programs for people in the community. So feel free to look that up. On Twitter, I am Grace underscore Kendall. Uh, and I'm at MikeBellSoul3. Uh, and our our uh, tabletop mentorship program Twitter is at tabletop mentor. No, oh, nice. Uh, for yourself, Adam, where can folk find your your work online? Um, Punchboard.co.uk um, is my main site, and then at the top of the page, you'll find links to all my socials and bits and pieces. Fantastic. Uh, great. So thanks very much for listening, folks. If you like what you listen to, then the best way to help us out is to share the podcast, drop us a review, and rating on iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, our website is thegiantbrain.co.uk. You can come and join the Discord and chat about the cast or anything else you particularly want to. We're running regular game nights there as well. Uh, or you can email us about anything in the show at giantbrainuk at gmail.com. Yeah, thanks very much, Mike and Grace, for joining us. Really, really appreciate you coming on and answering questions about your fantastic program. Thanks very much for running it as well. Uh, I've really enjoyed it. Uh, I think Adam has as well. Oh, yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, thank you, Ian and Adam, for, for signing up and, you know, taking that brave step and contributing. Yeah, we super duper appreciate it. Thank you for having us on. Yeah, and for talking about the program, too. Sometimes people finish their mentorship and they just keep going on with their lives and we never hear from them again. And we time, <laughs> But it's nice to hear yeah. that y'all got along well and are going to keep carrying forward, too, which is wonderful. No, definitely. We've really enjoyed it. So, yeah, and I'll be retweeting all the stuff about the Tabletop Management Program. We'll certainly keep promoting it on the cast when we can. Because yeah, we think it's a really good idea. We've talked we've talked about the micrograms a couple of times as part of the newscast, for instance. Uh, yeah, no, fantastic program, fantastic work, lovely. Great. Well, thank you very much, folks, and thank you for for listening, everyone. Good night. Good night.